0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for a Wednesday, April 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Produce in place. Trump's focus on farm prosperity. Trump Trudeau talk dairy and public back snap limits benefits increase. Some critical pieces of the Trump administration are starting to fall in place for agriculture. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue took office yesterday, and the Senate Finance Committee approved the nomination of Bob Lighthizer to be the U.S. trade representative. Today, another Senate committee is said to advance the nomination of Scott Gottlieb to lead the Food and Drug Administration. And the full Senate will hold a cloture vote on the nomination of Alex Acosta to be Secretary of Labor, another critical post for many in agriculture. Yesterday afternoon, President Trump held a roundtable with farmers at the White House where he promised to make agriculture and rural prosperity a focus of his administration. He put Purdue in charge of carrying that out. Trump signed an executive order assigning Purdue to lead a task force that will identify policies to promote economic development and improve the infrastructure and quality of life in rural America. The task force assignment includes finding ways to advance the adoption of innovations and technology for agricultural production and to ensure access to a reliable workforce. For more on the roundtable and Purdue's first day in office, plus an update on the congressional budget negotiations, check out this week's AgriPulse newsletter hitting inboxes this morning. Purdue is headed to Kansas City. His first trip as secretary will be to Kansas City on Friday, scheduled to hold a town hall with producers, associations, and related businesses. The event is sponsored by the Agricultural Business Council of Kansas City. Trump, the weed harvester? The National Association of Wheat Growers officer team made the rounds in Washington yesterday, meeting with Ray Starling, President Trump's special assistant for agriculture, trade and food assistance, and top officials of the Office of Management and Budget. The National Association of Wheat Growers president, David Shem, says the group tried to emphasize the president's strong interest in national security and the connection to food security. And for a real-world view of agriculture, the growers invited the president, along with his son, Barron, to visit Shem's home state of Kansas and to ride in a combine harvesting wheat. Trudeau defends dairy policy. Trump and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau discussed their dispute over Canada's dairy policy yesterday amid concerns that the two countries are headed for a trade war. Trump appears to be linking the dairy dispute to his administration's decision this week to impose tariffs on Canadian lumber. The White House described the discussion with Trudeau as amicable. The Canadian summary of the call said Trudeau insisted that Canada would continue to defend its interests. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, Republican of Kansas, expressed concern yesterday that the lumber tariffs could backfire on the U.S. Roberts said, quote, I think that's asking for trouble. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, appearing at the White House daily press briefing, downplayed the connection between the lumber and milk disputes. He said the lumber issue had been under investigation for a long time and couldn't be resolved. But Ross also conceded that in trade negotiations, everything relates to everything else, so one issue could have an impact on the other. Trump tax plan due. President Trump is scheduled to roll out his tax reform proposals today. According to the Wall Street Journal, the plan will include slashing the tax rate for corporations and owner-operated businesses to 15%. That's a much steeper cut than House Republicans have proposed. Their plan would reduce the tax rate to 20% for corporations, 25% for pass-through businesses. Trump orders review of protected public lands. Trump heads to the Interior Department today to sign an executive order to review areas of 100,000 acres or more which have been designated over the past 20 years as federal monuments under the Antiquities Act. The law, first passed in 1906 under then-President Theodore Roosevelt, has been used numerous times to protect natural resources such as park and conservation land. The designation has also resulted in the loss of jobs and public access in many areas. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke says the review helps fulfill Trump's campaign promise to give a voice to state and local stakeholders, including ranchers and loggers, in conservation decisions. An interim report is due in 45 days, with a final report in 120 days. Colorado Senator Michael Bennett has already come out against what he described as an attempt to dismantle the Antiquities Act. This is yet another example of Washington thinking it knows what's best for Western communities, he said. Branstead gets confirmation hearing. President Trump's nominee to become the ambassador to China, Iowa Governor Terry Branstad, will finally get a confirmation hearing next Tuesday before the Senate Finance Committee. Trump announced the nomination on December 7th. Iowa Senator Charles Grassley says cotton is sucking on the taxpayer. Senator Chuck Grassley, the Iowa Republican who has frequently sparred with southern agriculture interests on farm program eligibility issues, says he doesn't think cotton deserves to be made eligible for the price loss coverage program. A PLC provision for cotton seed is expected to be included in a congressional budget deal that could be finalized by tomorrow. Grassley said it will just mean the cotton people are sucking and sucking and sucking on the taxpayer. That's not very darn good, Grassley told reporters yesterday. They're getting all kinds of help from the farm program anyway. Cotton producers argue that they've been victimized by China's manipulation of cotton stocks and that the revenue insurance product related for cotton in the 2014 Farm Bill has provided little help for farmers. Survey. Public back snap restriction and benefit increase. A new survey indicates there could be broad support for both conservative and liberal changes to the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. According to the survey, Americans strongly support restricting the use of SNAP benefits for sugary drinks and candy, but also would support increasing benefit levels. Large bipartisan majorities favored disallowing sweetened sodas and candy. The majority of those surveyed were opposed to banning the use of SNAP benefits for buying chips and snack crackers and ice cream. Survey participants were also given examples of benefits that people receive, of those surveyed said the benefits should be higher when they were told that recipients living alone and earning $542 a month receive $140 in monthly SNAP benefits. There is quite a lot of bipartisan agreement on SNAP issues, said the report's chief author, Steve Cole, director of the University of Maryland's program for public consultation. Here's today's He Said It. I don't know about you, but I don't cage very well. That Agriculture Secretary, Sonny Perdue, the Secretary's office suite at USDA, has long been nicknamed the cage. The suite's reception area is surrounded on three sides by windows that make it resemble a birdcage. Perdue told USDA employees he's going to conduct a contest in the department for a new name that portrays an openness and transparency. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, April 26th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.